0: to the heart of the matter and share my perspective even though our perspectives might not be shared all right what is going on you know i had to come back to the subject again (laughs) you know so let's get into it man episode 118 on a scale from coffee to milk part two what's the difference between me and you all right so I got some feedback from my episode 100 uh, on a scale of Coffee to Milk, How Black Am I? And I decided to use that feedback and create another episode because I wasn't done speaking. But, you know, it's a very big subject that can't really be just boiled down to how many hours I did before. So I did the first one, episode 100. I'm doing this one right now there's definitely going to be a third part that um, I'm still thinking about possibly having a fourth one. But, I don't know yet. So, but definitely there, there's going to be a third part. And relatively soon, too. A lot sooner than than this one. Uh, I mean, between, you know, 100 and 120. I mean, 118, sorry. Um, the, the third part will be uh, very, very soon. But... Yeah, I wanted to just really have another conversation. And also, too, just the other aspect of the difference between me and you. Meaning, like, the, the... I mean, because I already talked about, like, the differences of, let's say, like, quote-unquote black, you know, black people versus, you know, the, the... as I said, you know the all black, the all black everything's. You know the ABEs, A B E. Uh, there's that, and then you know there's some some people that are like, um, soup like. You know there's the, like the woke black and and all that stuff, and then there there's like a multitude of black people. Um, but also too, there's a type of people that. Get confused with the people who try to do right by the culture and by the color of their skin. But since we are the same color, people don't take the time to differentiate between the two and then one side makes the other look bad and then we all suffer from it. And that side is what I'm talking about. Is what I'll be talking about right now. And a certain comedian uh, made a infamous, beautiful, seven... No, what is it? Uh bit about it in his comedy special. And that topic, that comedian is Chris Rock. And that topic is black people versus niggas. Alright? <laughs> so... The whole this whole thing won't be completely about that, but um, it is a very big um, entry into what well introduction that I will be talking about. And yes, I will be using the n word a multitude of times because I just can't say it without having it hit home for the people who are black and I'm sorry for the people who are not black who will be listening to this is gonna get real (laughs) just like episode 100 was you know so um our first subject to cover black people versus niggas alright so I go to Wikipedia and Wikipedia says of course Chris Rock had a uh had a comedy bit was um it's called black people versus niggas and it was in his um his first stand-up i believe it was in uh, bring the pain so wikipedia says the routine is a 12-minute monologue about behaviors that rock sees in a subset of the african-american community he describes niggas as a cohort whose behavior which embodies many stereotypes is usually detrimental to the image of other black people niggas as he says glorify ignorance and sloth and brag about fulfilling any minor responsibility now i went to the website genius um genius.com for a transcript for a transcript of the parts that i want to particularly talk about um and uh i was very glad that there was a transcript for it so so it goes like this so Chris Rock says Now we've got a lot of things A lot of racism in the world right now Who's more racist? Black or white people? Black people You know why? Because we hate Black people too Everything white people don't like about black people Black people really don't like about black people There's some shit going on With black people right now There's a civil war going on with black people And there's two sides There's black people and there's niggas The niggas have got to go Every time black people want to have a good time, ignorant ass niggas fuck it up. Can't do shit. Can't do shit without some ignorant ass nigga fucking it up. Can't do nothing. Can't keep a disco open more than three weeks. Grand opening, grand closing. Can't go to a movie the first week it comes out. Why? Because niggas are shooting up at the screen. What kind of ignorant shit is that? Hey, this is a good movie. This is so good. I got to bust a cap up in here. And I see some black people looking at me. Man, why you gotta say that? It ain't us. It's the media. The media has distorted our image to make us look bad. Why must you come down on us like that, brother? It ain't us. It's the media. Please cut the fucking shit, okay? Okay? When I go to the money machine tonight, alright? I ain't looking over my back for the media. I'm looking for niggas. Shit. Ted Koppel ain't never took shit from me. Niggas have. So... You think I got three guns in my house because the media outside? Oh shit, Mike Wallace, run! The fuck out of here, man. I'm tired of this shit. Tired, tired, tired of this shit. And that's all facts. That is all facts. Yes, I absolutely believe that sometimes the media does distort people in a way and want to create a narrative, but at the same time, it is very well that black people do it to themselves, okay? Um, And here's a perfect example of those two subjects. Ahmaud Arbery versus Sean Reed, okay? So Ahmaud Ahmaud Arbery, this happened right before, you know, the pandemic. Um, February 23rd, 2020, that's when Ahmaud died. And Ahmaud Arbery, if you don't remember, was a guy who was just uh, jogging, I believe. See, I should have done more research, but he was just jogging on the street. I don't believe it was his neighborhood, but regardless, jogging in the street, just chilling, going on a morning jog or afternoon jog. And then all of a sudden, three white people, two two people in a truck and one person in another car following that truck and videotaping it freaking go to him start asking all these belligerent questions with a gun and mod is scared all that shit and then they fucking like shoot him and it's like the fuck why like, why'd you do that because and then they said oh it's because um we had this uh um we had this um uh because neighbor- they said they were part of the neighborhood watch and there was like a couple of um, reports that uh, a, a, a burglar or something like that or intruder was going into different people's houses all week, so we thought it was this person. Oh, okay. Granted, you're the neighborhood, you're in the neighborhood watch, fine. But, like, who told you to freaking be the savior of the world? You know what I mean? Like, whatever happened to, like, arresting the person and just letting the person be prosecuted, why did you have to take this person's life you know, and then of course they found out that the man was innocent. And I, this might be shaky. I don't know. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think they found at least some footage of like, I guess, Ahmad, like the other, not, not the other day, this is because this happened like two years ago, but like, you know, some time before then, just looking into underdeveloped houses. I mean, newly developed houses that weren't lived in or whatever. You know, just checking out the. How a house is built. Are you kidding me? Me and my friends used to do that shit all the time. And just look into houses and be like, Oh wow, like this is how a house is built. Oh, this is crazy and stuff. So like that gave them, you know, more fucking evidence to be like, Oh, that's him. That's the nigger. He did it You know, I was like, No. He 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 didn't do it. You know, and then I think most recently you know, all three people, all three white guys got convicted, and then I think two of them are, like, in life, and then one of them got sentenced to, like, I don't know, like, 60, 70 years, whatever, whatever, but they all got their asses handed to them, rightfully so, for killing an innocent black man, okay, good for those motherfuckers, okay, but now we go to, uh, Sean Reed, or Deshaun Reed, um, he died, I believe, either May 6th or 7th of 2020 later that year um this was the man who was driving around uh, on you know it was a speed uh, high speed uh car chase and he was filming himself on facebook live and everybody saw how reckless he was i mean i saw i saw some comments uh talking about him shooting in other places whatever i can i cannot confirm that But I did watch some of the video. I mean, I remember this going on, but, and I, and I always thought that it it aggravated me because on one side you have, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, you know, did absolutely nothing wrong. And this guy was doing everything wrong, you know, and, and now I, like, I, watch some of the video and he's like he's you know he's driving on the back roads going super quick and he's taunting the police there was like three police cars behind him and he didn't fucking care he's like oh man look at that there's three of them there's those three of those cops for like little old me and he's not abiding by the police driving recklessly and then there's one part where you know there's a cop he stops there's a cop car behind him there's still the three no there's a cop car in front of him there's three behind him and he's like kind of playing chicken with the cop with the cop car in front of him and he drives and he's like yeah yeah that's right because even he's surprised that he like beat the cop at like at his game whatever and he's like yeah that's right that's right you know um what do you say he's um he uh you know he, he pretty much goaded the officer and he's like yeah fuck with a real nigga fuck with a real nigga when it comes to this shit come on baby yeah and then you know and he he keeps saying to the FBI FBI, the Facebook crowd you know yeah bail me out out, y'all bail me out this is the funnest thing I did all day and then people are saying you know hey so I guess some people are saying hey stop 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 and he's like yo you know I can't stop I got that thing on me you know I got that shit on me which is probably a gun or maybe he has a warrant so he can't stop but and he's like you know I can't go back to jail and he's like, they ain't going to catch me, you know, goading, goading, like, w- like what, what the hell is going on? Tatted face, gold teeth, you know, looking a fool. And then he fucking, they, I guess they, you know, they finally get to, I didn't watch the whole thing cause I knew of his, you know, imminent death. So I didn't want to watch the whole thing, but it was, it was an hour video. I mean, granted it was an hour video, but I don't know if the whole thing was an hour but um you know he finally gets out of the car and then uh, all all of this stuff from here on out is conjecture but they said that you know he they tased him, and then he he didn't get down probably he was full of adrenaline then they said then the police said that he shot two times then they shot back three times and then boom he's dead and then the cops you know go walking to him and they're like, oh, man, one of them says that's going to be a closed casket, homie. You know, and that was heard heard live on Facebook. And then everybody's heard that. So then they're prosecuting the officer for for saying something bad. And then you see all these people um, having a justice for Sean Reed, like protests for justice for Sean Reed, justice, justice. And it's like, huh? justice justice for what like this man was caught we this man was a menace on the road and you're holding up justice signs you know granted did first of all those those officers were not white they were black you know so um was it wrong for the guy to say sure it, it's wrong because it, cause it is insensitive but at the same time, you know damn well if those those two people were, like, gang members and he got, you know, killed off the street, you know, he probably would have put some, you know, more sauce on it. Like, yeah, nigga, yeah, you ain't gonna, you know, be, I don't know, like, your mom ain't gonna recognize your face tonight or whatever. You know, that, that would have been nothing. Everybody would have been like, yep, that's the name of the game. And that's it. You know, granted, yes, it's an officer. He's supposed to be. Uh, he's a th- he's an authoritative figure. He's supposed to be professional at all times. I I understand it. it. It wasn't it was inappropriate. Got you, but at the same time, it's like fam. Why are we holding Why are we holding this guy like accountable for something that Sean did all by himself? And it's sad because I saw I think I saw some photos of him one time doing a uh, military stuff. You know, so it's like, okay, this dude used to be a military dude in some fashion. What the fuck happened? You know, what happened to this guy? So, again, I don't know why people are so um, heartfelt about this individual. Maybe there's something that I don't know. But don't tell me it's because, oh, a black life was claimed. Another black life was claimed. Um we should all feel sorry. this is not the same situation as ahmad Arbery. I'm sorry, it's not you know it 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 did far from it. this dude was a menace, and he had to be neutralized. you know this was his fault and it, uh, like and and it and it's so like i don't know it it it's so stupid because i i I hate when this shit happens and then and like oh justice 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 like you know i'll I'll give you another example. That will go into like a little sub subcategory called hashtag free nigga. You know, because we all see all we all see these things. Oh, my God. When somebody gets arrested. Oh, my. Yo, free my nigga. Coco. yo oh, yo, free ping ping. Yo, free Delajuan. You know what I'm saying? Yo, free my man. Mook, Mook. Yo, free my man. Roscoe Roscoe. Free my man. Bling blam. You know. Oh, what happened? Yo, he fucking did this thing, whatever, blah, blah blah, and they caught him, yo. Wait, so he did it? Yeah, he did it, but you know, and they caught him. Okay, so what you're saying is he committed a crime, and the proper authorities arrested him, so now he needs to go to prosecution. Yeah, nigga, damn. But like, I don't know, free my nigga for what he did it? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> well why are we saying free this person he's not nelson mandela (laughs) you know what i mean he's nigga that's what he is (laughs) so if he did the crime he has to do the time i don't understand so there's a case in point there's another um thing that happened i don't know how long how long ago but Originally reported by Rebecca, Rebecca Brannon, She's a um, news journalist. This happened in Minnesota, so she was covering it. But, but I saw it originally from um, an Instagram post by Amala Ekpunobi. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. But she says she says, okay, this guy right here and the person that she's pointing to is Andrew Teckles Sunberg shot into a woman's apartment while she was there with her kids in a six hour standoff with law enforcement got killed by police. Now all these prosecutors are outside marching and rallying for him outside of her apartment building. So all because this guy happens to be black you got to go march and rally for him even though he could have killed a single mother and her children. Thinking about how simple you have to be thinking just because he has black skin some people think he needs to be defended and this woman has a black child and they're all here in the name of what black lives matter apparently i don't know how much more evidence anybody needs to know that this woke stuff is garbage and this poor woman i can't imagine the amount of frustration she must feel they should all feel ashamed they should all feel ashamed of themselves ashamed and yeah The woman that uh, Amala's talking about is uh, Cassandra Sheree Yarbo. She's, there's the clip of her yelling at people because they're yelling at her. And they're outside her apartment. And she's like, oh my God, like, I have a black kid. And he almost killed me in front of my, in front of my kids. Like, he almost killed me in front of my kids. She's like yelling this, you know. And then uh, she wrote on Facebook, I guess, like earlier that day or later that day. I don't know. She says, this man tried to kill me and my black kids because he had a mental illness and stalking behavior. And you guys want to say it's police brutality. He intentionally tried to kill us. I don't even know this man. Black or white, he had enough time and responsibility to take ownership. Now, if me and my kids died, would y'all protest for me outside my building? Race has nothing to do with it. He was wrong and armed. And so meanwhile, at the time of that reporting, the shooter, uh what the fuck is his name? Um Andrew, Andrew's GoFundMe they they well, first of all they did a GoFundMe for him, um and it passed. Cassandra's like Cassandra's GoFundMe um campaign was 2,000 was at 2,200 out of 10,000 dollars, and there was 48 donors. while Andrew, the shooters GoFundMe thing was at 15,555 out of 20,000 with 298 donors. You know what I mean? So they're supporting the donor more than the victim who almost died while they're sh- supporting the shooter who didn't give a shit and he died you know and then of course all the people outside um cassandra's outside and she's like you know he tried to kill me in front of my kids and some ignorant ass nigga was like you're alive and then she was like there's bullet holes in my kitchen and then another nigga not not in you though it's like what what are we talking about what are we talking about right now And then, of course, his parents come out and saying that, you know, the Minnesota Police police Department are ruthless. And they didn't give them time to talk to their son. Um, But that uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, what's her name? Rebecca, Rebecca Brannon did some research and said that that's not true. Because there is a live stream video, which I watched, of the dad talking to their son via megaphone um telling them to talk to the negotiators and mind you there was a six hour um it was a six hour standoff so like they talked to him the 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 dad talked to him so i don't know why they said that they didn't and then there's a tiktok of andrew saying you know yo i don't know about you hoes i don't know about you hoes no he says i don't know how you hoes be doing that personally if a bitch came up to me as a woman i'm coming to her at a bullet you know like pretty much with a bullet like he's if a chick you know comes up to her or whatever he's gonna shoot her this is this is the guy that we're fighting for this is this is the guy that you want to fight for this is the guy that has more money in his gofundme than the uh victim this is the person this is the person that you want to defend you know what i mean and it's like but meanwhile again i'm not saying that cops are, are are saints like, I I know there's still, I'm not an idiot, you know, I, I know that there's still things going on. Just like another story where I believe it was in Georgia where um I, I'll read this. I forget where I got this uh, information from. I'm sorry. um But it was uh, six Georgia police officers have been put on leave after a homeowner's security camera recorded one of them saying the N-word during a visit to the homeowner's residence. The video, which went viral, shows the officers standing on a porch inquiring about the homeowner's son and then calling him the N-word. The officer is seen is then seen throwing the homeowner's front door camera into bushes next to the porch. Um, and there's a quote that says, it's Miss Madden's understanding that the police were looking for their son. When she learned of that, she turned him to the police department. Well, the sheriff's office, the homeowner said. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation is looking into the incident, and officers Donald Bramlett, Dylan Harlan Harmon, Zachary Haybower, Sergeant William Osteen, and Detective Elizabeth Wanaga remain on leave. Yeah, and I saw that video too, where the guy's like, "Yeah, man, damn. Well, looks looks like we got another nigger. Whatever. You know, two white cops, and he rips the freaking uh, ring device and throws it in the bushes. But the thing is the mom put another ring device super high like you know on the door where you can't even reach it looked like you probably put the ring thing um you know from a window like on your neighbor uh, on your bedroom window and caught that whole shit so i'm glad that those guys are on leave and hopefully they get disciplined because there wasn't even a reason to say that shit but it's like fam so again, I'm not saying that you know cops are like innocent, whatever. Like you know, it's it's a it's a case by case basis. But at the same time, again, it's you know hashtag free nigga. What is going on? You know, sometimes these people are just bad. You know, sometimes there's no there's no if ands or buts about it. <laughs> you know, um, and also, what's it called? Uh, again, where People don't take black uh, lives into consideration because another black, another black person almost died this time. There was in Boston and um, I'll read the article right here. Um, It says a 17 year old Boston high school student suffered a stroke while in class, but did not receive the medical assistance he needed after officials called his mother instead of nine one one. The teen's mother, who is wheelchair-bound, is furious, asking why the school nurse did not recognize the signs of his health failing when the boy complained about feeling tired and his left side felt numb. Uh, DeAndre Hicks, a junior in at the Henderson Inclusion Upper School in Dorchester, Massachusetts, became ill while under the school's supervision in early May 2022. After telling his school nurse he felt weak, shaky, and numb, she called his mother alicia hicks to she called his mother alicia Hicks to pick up to pick him up from school, ignoring the signs suggesting the boy was having a stroke and the mother's request to get more immediate assistance for her child. He came to the nurse's office to report that he was feeling weak and shaky and he felt numb and, and weakness on his left side. The mother said she recalled telling her telling her the nurse telling her nurse. She recalled telling her nurse, he's going to die if he's stroking. They're taking too long to dial 911. Instead, the nurse told the mom, well, my professional, my medical evaluation, it doesn't look like he needs an ambulance. Somebody should come and pick him up. Eventually, the school called 911, who arrived 30 to 45 minutes after the initial call to the mother, despite the teen's remaining in crisis. The call was made after the school reached out to the Department of Children and Families because the mom didn't come immediately. You could hear the other one in the background, Alicia recalled. The other nurse said to call DCF. Once the ambulance showed up, the young man was taken to the Tufts Medical Center where he was diagnosed as having an acute ischemic stroke. The doctor stopped the stroke using medication but kept the child for two days. Eventually this goal to call 911 and who arrived 30-45 minutes after the initial call to the mother, despite the child remaining in crisis. Okay. We are glad to hear he is recovering well. It continued in part. The serious incident is being reviewed by appropriate BPS staff, and therefore it would be inappropriate to comment further on this specific matter. Um, her thoughts about race and medical care are in line with a recent study put out by the American Bar Association. Hold on. While the mother acknowledged the superintendent's outreach, she could not help but think race played a part in the school's response. Her thoughts about race and medical care are in line with a recent study put out by the American Bar Association about implicit bias and racial disparities in health care. They claim black people simply are not receiving the same quality of health care that their whites counterparts receive her son is evidence of this and it's true you know we heard all the time too you know how uh uh black women uh who are like sick you know or in the hospital they like for some reason the staff doesn't believe them and all that stuff and it's like why not just freaking do what do what you're getting paid for and help people you know and i and again with some people they don't know why this stuff is continuing on for so long which brings me back to which which brings uh me back to the infamous uh Deontay Wilder uh interview where he doesn't necessarily talk about um this subject matter in particular but he talks about pretty much the fighting upwards of the black community that they have to constantly do you know so um the interviewer it's called uh, Radio Rahim which is a nod to the character from Do the Right Thing Spike Lee movie <clears throat> it says uh, you know and the person the interviewer Radio Rahim says you said that your people have been fighting for 400 years. And then Deontay says, come on, man, your people, too, your people, too. And Radio Rahim says, I-, I just want you to explain that. And Deontay says, you know what I'm talking about. You all know what I'm talking about. Don't don't sit up here trying to bait and not know what I'm talking about. You know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say these things, your people, too. And then Radio Rahim says, not everybody knows what you're talking about. And Deontay says, "You know what I mean by that. You know what I said by that. I ain't gotta go no further. If anybody don't understand that, then God be with them. Go look up the history. Don't everybody, don't everybody believe in Google? Go Google that shit and see what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. How dare you sit up there and tell me to explain? You know what I'm talking about, man. His fighting people." You know we've been fighting people. We've been fighting people for 400 years. And we've been fighting till this day. Till this day. Till this day. And you sit here and you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's a, it's a very powerful speech. And I did no justice by uh, reenacting that uh, back and forth exchange. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, go to yeah Deontay Wilder to this day. Just uh, YouTube it or Google it. You know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's true. Um, I'm, nah, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that I don't know what he's talking about about you know black people fighting for whatever they need to fight for for everything, you know, for rights for equality and all that stuff. But at the same time, yeah, not every black person has gone through the experience that you have you know despite the contrary belief you know yeah every every black person should be thankful about the people before them absolutely because without them you wouldn't be able to have the freedom or slash privilege that you have now like for, for me for example you know if you know if it wasn't for you know the Malcolm X's of the world and uh, the Martin Luther Kings and all that stuff, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to, I most definitely wouldn't be able to podcast because they'd probably, you know, I'd probably be killed or freaking, um, not, you know, not been able to, uh, broadcast or whatever, you know, because of racism, but I am, and I am far removed, well, not that far removed, of, of course, you know, with the whole, like, George Floyd thing and all that stuff, but again, like, Again, using me an example, you know, again, I don't know DeAndre Wilder's background. I mean, I know he's a boxer, but other than that, I don't know. Other, other than the to this day thing, I don't even know that that man existed. But for a lot of people, he was a force in the black community and he probably did a lot of shit, you know, for them. But he probably went through a lot of stuff too. I did not. <laughs> you know, I did not go through the same things that this man has gone through. You know, I grew up in the suburbs my whole life. You know, I didn't grow up in the hood or whatever. You know, I had a fairly good upbringing. You know, I didn't get into a lot of trouble. I don't have any tats on me. You know, he has tats everywhere. You know, we grew up very differently. So, I don't know why he snapped at Radio Rahim Because just from looking at it, again, I don't know who... Radio Raheem is, you know, I looked at him, he seems very, you know, just r- regular dude, you, uh, you know, and he's, and is getting at him like, yo, I can't believe you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but well, I'm pretty sure Radio Rahim didn't know what he was talking about, but still, you know, b- branch that out, expound on that, expound on what you were talking about. Because, again, yeah, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about because not everybody grew up the same way you did. You know, so, like, yeah, you know, we've been white for 400 years, blah, 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 all this stuff. But, yeah, my dude, but, like, look at where you at. You know, there's some people who are homeless. You know, some people can look at you and, and some people can look at Deontay Wilder and say, what the hell are you talking about? talking about fighting for 400 years you fighting for a purse for like I don't know 20 million dollars or something like that I, again I don't know I, I'm exaggerating I don't know how I don't know how much that fight was but you're fighting for the amount of money that another black man wouldn't have never seen in his lifetime you know so some people might call you fake and I even saw on the comments that some people were like well how can he talk about like all this pro black shit whatever but he's dating white women? Now, of course, you know we we'll definitely get into that later, but you know, again, I, again, I don't know his dating history or whatever, but you know, it, you know, that that that's what it is. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, we don't grow up in the in the same circumstances, and like that's another thing that, from a local standpoint, like I hate, like, you know, have have, have black people have you ever like just drove. Just anywhere. It doesn't even matter where. But then there's another black person about to, like, cross in front of you or they're coming towards you. Not necessarily to you, but towards your um, your direction. And they have to look at you. They have to look at you. And it's like, fam, why are you looking at me? Like, And they have this this weight on their shoulders and they're just looking at you like they're about to fuck you up. And it's like, fam, like... I am, I just got into the car, and I am enjoying my day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are you looking at me like, one, like, you know me, and two, if you do know me, we're about to start some beef, but if you, but if you don't know me, you, like, that's an issue, too. Like, you, like, I should know you, and now we have beef again. It's like, what is, what the, what is going on? You know what I mean? Like, what what, what is going on? Like, we, we don't all have the same we don't have the same like upbringing you know and we don't and we don't have the like same beefs you know Uh, and and i and i was uh remember remember looking at this video uh from the view with the condoleezza rice and you know she was talking about some good stuff that i'd like to uh that i'd like to talk about and she said um he said, I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. I couldn't go to a movie theater with my parents. I went to segregated schools until we moved to Denver. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that somebody else that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it, and you're going to be anything you want to be. That's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the words I have... Uh, one of the words I have about the way we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people need to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I don't think that's very productive. Or black people feel disempowered by race. I would like to, I would like black kids to be completely empowered to know that they are beautiful in their blackness. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white people feel bad for being white that is awesome and that was on uh her talking about i guess uh the critical race theory that's going on and it's true it's like i don't know like just because again with the deontay wilder thing okay you're black right radio rahim is black but that doesn't mean we're the same black you know we grew up differently but that doesn't mean that i need to take i need to I mean, I could fight for your blackness, but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that like I need to take your blackness's burden, as well. Like, wh- wh- like, what? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like let's say I don't know. You got beat up by your uncle or some shit, or or whatever. Or like you know, black people like beat you up and like bullied you, whatever. I can feel empathetic for you, and I can be like, yo, let's not do that again. That's not cool you know, fight for future shit, that's not cool, I'm sorry for what happened, but, I don't know, like, why, like, why do I need to hate the people who hate, who beat you up now, that didn't happen to me, (laughs) you know what I mean, but I can say like, yo, let's not do this anymore, that's not cool, you know, and like, yeah, that's true, like, okay, freaking white people beat you up or something like that. Okay, that's not cool. I can hate those white people that beat you up, but why do I need to hate my white friends? For You know, one, they didn't beat you up. Two, why are you mad at me for having white friends? And like three, why are you getting mad that like, i'm even like associating with them or whatever you know it's like I, they didn't do any they didn't do anything to you and they didn't do anything to me <laughs> so you can hate white people all you want but my friends are cool <laughs> you know i'm sorry <laughs> you know and then now there's this divide well there's always been a divide but there's divide with this new term new black you know the the new black so it's Another subset category, we're going through the New Black versus the Old Black. So now, what's the New Black? Well, Pharrell Williams coined it. So this is an article from um, Priya Alan, And it's called, Why Pharrell Williams Believes in the New Black. So it reads, As if to confirm he has reached an otherworldly level of fame, Pharrell Williams has aligned himself with an entirely new race of human being the ubiquitous star spoke to oprah last week bubbled while watching fan videos of happy you know his uh you know his biggest hit ever um but most curiously defined himself as the new black quote the new black doesn't blame other races for our issues end quote said pharrell one of the world's most successful musicians to oprah Billionaire queen of the world. Quote, The new black dreams and realizes that it's not pigmentation. It's a mentality and it's either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. And you've got to pick the side you're going to be on. End quote. In response, writer and blogger, Feminista Jones, created the Twitter hashtag, hashtag what kind of black are you? Via email, Jones says that while it's admirable to believe that black people can now transcend race, Pharrell's comments are ultimately a slap in the face to people who do not fit with his narrow ideas. As Jones says, some of us love being black and recognize that we are a diverse group of people with some shared experiences, to which many relate and are proud of. Uh, and hashtag. And yeah, I mean, I believe, I believe in her saying, but like at the same time, I don't, I don't, see why she thinks it's a narrow idea to be like listen you know just like condoleezza said like okay look and look at the circumstances that we're in you know um well that she was in and her parents are like yeah i don't ever see a world growing out of this but you my dear will still be able to do don't let that bring you down you because you could be whatever you want you know what i mean so like why is pharrell why can't why can we understand that with condoleezza but we can't understand that with pharrell half of it is a mental thing like a lot of people think that that they're black so it's like well or, or they'll they'll take in other people's um categorizations of them it's like you oh, you're black you're a nigger and it's like oh well okay i'm black and i'm a nigger and like that's it like you give up and it's like n- okay yeah i'm black but like no I'm, I'm still gonna overcome this like remember she was in segregated alabama you know what i mean and going into segregated denver you know so it's like fam there's no segregation here so there is change there can be change it is a state of mind granted yes racism probably always going to be here you know because people are taught to hate others you know so like yeah but yeah you but you can overcome that like like i said like me like i said before in episode 100 my what you think of me or what is the pigmentation of my skin is not going to stop me from getting where i want to be okay my I am light years above my skin color, okay? I'm not letting that shit stop me for whatever. No. I got big ass plans and I will execute them any way I see fit. Yeah, I'm black. Okay, what? That that's not a that's not a detriment. and I'm not using it as a detriment. Like that's just fact. Okay, I'm black. Ta da. That's it. Okay, what now? Let's go. But some people use that as a crutch to say, Oh well, you know, that's it whatever or yeah they don't like me cuz i'm black is it is it cuz they don't like you cuz you're black maybe you're an asshole maybe you're a dick <laughs> you know who happens to be black it could be that too you know not not everything is about the color of your skin it could be your attitude you know uh, but then again it could be a circle because some people might look at you as black so they think of you as lower You catch wind of that, then you get an attitude, but then that reinforces their stereotype of you, which reinforces you being angry. So, yeah, it could be a cyclical thing. Totally understand it. Totally get it. But then, guess what? You need to break that cycle. You know? You need to be the bigger person, and I know black people always hear that. Oh, why do I need to be the bigger person? Because you do. (laughs) Okay? Because someone needs to break the cycle and it should be you because you are the main character of your story and you need to fucking do what you need to do to get over the hump and be a better version of yourself now that doesn't need to now i'm not saying oh you need to be white now no i'm not saying that it's just that you just fucking need to um just again be a better version of yourself so I, oh, and this article was taken in 2014, and I saw that hashtag, what kind of black are you, so I decided, because, you know, nothing uh, ever leaves the internet, the internet is forever, so I, I went to, the, I went on Twitter, and I used the hashtag, what kind of black are you, just to see some, um, uh, just to see some examples, and I saw, oh, sewing, sewing thread buttons, and ponytail holders are saved in Danish cookie containers, kind of black, okay, that that is a stereotype but it's true i mean my parents used to do that too um what kind of black are you hashtag what kind of black are you the kind that understands that red is a goddamn color and a delicious one at that okay hashtag what kind of black are you the type of black who will blast public enemy in a lily white neighborhood okay hashtag what kind of black are you that the difficulty of my name and my son's name will not define the level of of our success kind of black. See? I understand that. You know, and a hashtag, what kind of black are you? Um, the hashtag is meant to unite black people through their experiences. We're all black, but black doesn't just mean one thing. Beautiful. Exactly. I like those last two. And then... I decided to hashtag the new black because I saw somebody in that other hashtag saying, I don't think this new black is for me. So I decided to hashtag new black. And I saw this. It looked like a playing card. If anybody has seen a Pokemon playing card or like a uh, Magic the Gathering card, you know, it has like experience points and all that stuff. So it was the same thing. It was like three black people dressed very um, um, classy, I guess. And it said, uh, parentheses, fools, recently discovered that they were black, says dumb shit online that would get them roasted by black people in real life, typically college educated and wants to end racism by sleeping with whites. See what I mean? Uh, Black people attacking black people (laughs) for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, we can't even get on the same page of that. So... All right, cool. You don't want to get on the same page. Let's keep that let's keep that same energy going. Now we have our final um segment, preference, okay? So, um you know, there the you know, there's no there's no uh love lost in there with like the black love and all that stuff, right? So, of course, we have black love and um to me black love is interesting because i don't know if i'll have a, a a segment on that you know what probably i will you know what never mind i will have it i will have um i will probably have a section on that a a a a podcast on that i'm sorry a podcast episode on black love but when i hear black love you know it doesn't you know for some reason it never feels like it's the you know i don't want to say it's not for me I'm just saying that black love seems very particular and describes a certain type of black man and black woman to discern like black love. You know what I mean? So um, uh, I was talking to a friend and this friend sent this to me and it was a poem and it was performed by somebody live talking about, you know, the black man. And I was like, "Ooh, okay." And it starts off. You know, this is, you know, this is for my black brothers. Y'all need to hear this. Okay. I'm black, allegedly, you know, from, you know, from, from what the mirror tells me. um, But not from what, you know, black women uh, tell me too. So, but let's see what it says. So she starts off. She says, Dear God, what kind of weed were you smoking when you created the black man? I mean, I know you're God and hold all power in your hands, but I want to know, what was all up in your blunt to create such magic? I imagine you being so faded that you shocked yourself by what you created. Now, imagine as Red Man and Meph in the movie How High when they smoked their dead friend's ashes and he came back alive. Is that what you did to manifest the black Guy? I mean, you did say man was created from dust. Yo, let me find out you sprinkled a little black excellent in your blunt. Now, I mean... No wonder the black man is perfection, from his image to his spirit. No wonder the white man fears him. Now, Revelations 1.14 does say that you have hair like wool, so I imagine you sat back, took one good pull, and decided that the black man should look just like you. How beautiful! How artistic of your hands to create such a man! How thoughtful of you to gift this world with such a gift! Y'all, I don't even cuss in my poems, but ain't no way to sugarcoat this. Black man, you the shit. You are everything that you think you are, king. So the next time you walk in a room with your head held high and someone has the audacity to question why, I want you to look at them dead in the eye and say, Because I was created by the Most High. Great poem. Excellent poem. I like it a lot. Um, great slam poetry, but this is not me. <laughs> she is not talking about me. <laughs> you know, she's not talking about me. She's talking about like the Nubian African, you know, like big diesel guy. You know what I mean? That can like pick her up and, you know, they, they, he hangs her on the chandelier and they start fucking or some shit you know what i mean like that dude but this ain't for me like like y'all this this person is not talking about me and and the sisters who the the sisters who love this poem and you can it's just, it's you're right y'all ain't talking about me neither <laughs> you know what i mean so moving on i saw this um uh video uh, no, I saw this Instagram post, Energ- Energizer Pod, and they were talking about, you know, relationships and stuff. And it said, "Choose a woman who chooses you, because as a man, it's all good for you trying to chase a woman. Match the energy. Choose a woman who chooses you. You can be putting one hundred percent of your effort into a girl who's giving you zero percent back. What's the return on, on investment in that? Nothing. Or." You can invest heavily into a woman who's trying to invest back into you, giving you a greater return on your investment. So choose a woman who chooses you. And there you go. And that's what I've been doing. You know, uh, I have been choosing women who choose me or give me the intention that I, uh, attention that I need and whatever. So moving on, this is like the last segment. Um, it called? I saw a video on O'Shea Duke Jackson's YouTube channel. And it was talking about uh, black women demolish a black man on TikTok for having preference for light-skinned women. Okay. And the man in question was uh, Teddy Banks. And um, he writes, you know, a black man makes a TikTok of the 1% of black women he loves. But then it says, you know, to look at the comments. So in his video, he says, your type is not black girls. But that 1% though, and then the people that he lists are Aaliyah, Lauren London, Beyonce, Megan Good, and Sierra. Okay. And O'Shea says, you know, all black women love these black women because they are unapologetically black and have married or at least gone out with black women. So that should be okay, right? Because, yeah, how many people fucking love Aaliyah? They love Lauren London because of Nipsey Hussle. They love, I mean, come on. They, there's the fucking beehive for Beyonce and Megan Good. They're all happy that, you know, she like left homeboy to be, you know, her true self again. Um, And then everybody loves Sierra's Prayer. So, right? All women should love. All women women should love his pick, his preference, right? Because he picked women who are unapologetically Black and they are either married or go out primarily with Black men. Correct? But no, they don't because his preference doesn't matter, okay? It's because um, they have beef with his preference, You know, and some of the comments are like, oh, you know, maybe his type is men. Don't judge, don't judge guys. And that got 20,000 likes. And then somebody else wrote, you know, he's a four out of 10 on his best days. I don't know if black women even want you. And that's 33 likes. And then somebody went to his page and they were like, oh, he's five foot two. He's five foot one. We're good. And that um, got 3,798 likes. Right. So he decides to go online and respond, but his and have a response video. And his response video starts off with a video of a woman doing the same thing that he did. So it was a black woman, dark skinned woman, and she's showing her preference of the type of men that she wants. And it started off with Hawaiian men and Asian men. And then she puts a black man at the end of the video and says, Nope. She doesn't like black men. Now, you see? There's a difference. Because one, he never said that he didn't like black women. You know, he just said that he liked a certain type of black woman. But the the dark-skinned black woman said absolutely no black men at all. You know, she likes Hawaiian men and Asian men. And you know what? That's fine. Go ahead. Actually, that's pretty damn cool. Because, again, black women... And Asian men are the lowest requested uh, companions in, like, you know, like, in, in, like, dating, whatever. They're, like, they're the lowest. Like, nobody wants them. So, like, that's cool that she's going out and getting, like, the other, you know, least desired partner. That's freaking cool, you know? But I don't fucking care. and <laughs> Like, we don't care. But, you know, but the men, of course, have you know have a preference, and now all hell breaks loose and to further my point um I saw a video with a uh, crew season, and their and their uh YouTube short was called men don't have men don't get to have a preference so one of the hosts says, men can't come out and say they have a preference it don't matter what it is. Uh, it can be weight it can be color it can be income it could be hair length it could be nails etc it can be anything he wants to say whoever he's alienating with that preference it's going to be think pieces written it's gonna it's he's gonna get bashed oh my gosh i can't believe you would say something like that but when a woman comes out and says and says she wants a man who's got to be 6'2 my man got to be chocolate my man got to be this Men are not writing think pieces about that. We're not. We're not taking it that personal, especially if we didn't shoot at you directly. If I'm just scrolling and reading tweets and I just see a random chick say, oh, okay, you know, she likes 6'2". She likes 6'2 men. Okay, cool. She don't really look at that good to me anyway. Let me keep scrolling. That's how most men are going to process that. But women will literally stop and say, whoa, who's this guy? She doesn't even know him. And then, you know, she'll start Texting him, what do you mean you don't like women that's 210? Um, what the fuck? That's not that's none of your business, you know what I mean? And like, again, I said personally, yeah, I do like black women. That might not be my go to, but I do so much so that I even went to my personal Instagram and I jotted down every black woman that I follow so you. Dear viewer or dear listener, dear listener can listen. I mean, can go see how they look like and see how they are. You know what I mean? And 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 also you. Well, not that I'm gonna give you my personal <laughs> IG, but if you look at the following thing, it's not like I just follow these people too. You know, for the people who do, for the listeners who do follow me, you can look on my personal thing. And look at under following. You're not gonna see a whole plethora of black people like up in front, just like oh, he just followed these people yesterday just to prove a point. No, they're all sprinkled out. All my 530 uh, people that I follow, okay, just to prove a point. And yeah, I want you to look at these uh, black girls. You know, these these girls. You know, that I've been on that I've been on Instagram. You know, I've looked at and I followed. I'm like, yeah, this chick is hot. This chick is hot. This chick is hot. Now. I warn you, if you go down the list and, you know, and look at these women and you don't see you or you don't see someone that looks like you, hey, tough shit, because guess what? I'm not on your list either. So how's it taste? (laughs) You know what I mean? So there's that, because, you know, like all the time. You know, I hear, oh, Black King, Black King this, you know, Black King that. And, I, and I'm like, well, I don't I don't see me on your list. I, no, that that guy's diesel. That guy's super diesel. I don't I don't know where, where where's me? Oh, oh, that's right. You, You only want a certain type of black man. Got it. Got it. Cool. So which is fine again, which is fine. Do you, boo? But I have a particular look. That I like my black women to be too. And again, if she's not if you don't look like her, tough shit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you need to be her, but I'm not on your list neither. Okay, Boo? Alright. So go ahead, go take a list go go look at the list and you'll see the type of chicks that I like. You know? And and yeah, you will see a lot of different a different melanated colored uh <laughs> uh differences you know what I mean they're not all one type of person so um get get back to me get back to me go go down to the comments and and tell me how 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 much of a piece of shit i am for whatever reason cuz i know you're going to have uh, i know you're going to have that reasoning but um but yeah but yeah so that's the thing i don't know i mean this this ends this rant it's, it, it i thank god it wasn't long cuz you know the other 3 hour thing was freaking ridiculous but this was just another piece of it you know some something that was like a an an anendum or or like an epilogue to that episode 100 because it would have been like four hours but the main part is bringing bringing it back to feminista jones and what she said you know some of us love being black and recognize that we are a diverse group of people with some shared experiences to which many relate and are proud of that's it You know, there are a lot of black people out there and we're not all doing the same thing. We're not all experiencing the same thing. And we shouldn't ridicule the people that aren't experiencing other things. You know, there are different things like, okay, I grew up in the suburbs. I didn't freaking grow up in the hood. So don't get mad at me that I grew up in the suburbs. It's not my fucking fault. But granted, hood people or whatever or people who are in like the city, you guys are street smart while suburbia you know can sometimes be dumb and you know you know the truth about a lot of things which it gives you the, the advantage in life you know so like there there are there are differences that are good and not necessarily bad you know and also to to bring us you know kind of together or something like that you know for the ending it's like hey you know it's not all differences like what's the difference between me and you because it's like what i love about black people is fucking like the humor that we can create like the 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 many things that i see on freaking instagram i freaking die laughing man because the humor that we just come up with we we can make a joke about anything and it's fucking hilarious and the sarcasm that we have the faces that we make you know we can just laugh like out loud for hours like it's great you know, "quote unquote" black Twitter is fucking hilarious. Sometimes y'all begin on my damn nerves, but it's hilarious too. And um, we can have a good time in any situation, we, and we can make we can have a good time in any situation, and we can make a good time out of any situation. And of course, you know, black people with the music and the beats. Like I love freaking beats, love music. I love it when we, I love it when we sample music. You know, from yesteryear, and make and make it like phenomenal, like you know, like with like any Lennox. No more, I love you. No more, I love yous. And Nicki Minaj flips it with your love. You know, and, and has a nice, uh, you know, like not beatboxing, but has a nice like beat to it. Like, of course, you know, Diddy was like the master. You know, he you know quote unquote we invented the remix. You know, everything that he touches back in the day that you know we flip to fit our things uh, like to fit our um ecosystem of like beats and music is so good like um oh, like what's it called uh Seals and Croft with um oh, what is it Sweet Green Fields I think it is Sweet yeah Sweet Green Fields I think it is by Seals and Croft but then Buster Ryan flips it to um uh put your hands where I, put your hands where my eyes can see. That is a dope flip. Like I love that, man. Like it's such a cool like reinvention of music. I fucking love that shit. But yeah, man. It's like, yo, we're good. Okay? Like we're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like take it easy. You know, but like like we're good. But at the same time, we can't let we can't let the representation of us be our reality. We need to choose the reality. Okay? We we can't let other pe we can't let other people's perception bring us down. Okay? We need to be better and make our reality the truth and kick the perception out the window. Alright? But like to other people, it's like fam we need to stop doing that shit to ourselves too. You know, like we need to stop making ourselves look bad and then perpetuating that stereotype to the masses and they're like, "Yep, you see? I knew it. They're they're they are who they who I portrayed them to be." No. We can't do that. We cannot do that, all right? We need to fucking shut shut that shit down. I'm not saying we need to freaking all conform and be like you know be all in like uniforms like we were like in catholic school or something like that but we we just need to act right man like we need to stop doing dumb nigga shit okay we need to stop doing that that's for one okay you can still be cool you can still be down you can still have the freshest gear whatever blah 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 but don't fucking kill somebody because they stepped on your damn shoe you know how about that how about that ignorant dumbass shit you know or like killing somebody because they're wearing a certain color you know we need to stop that shit too all right and just be on the same page and fucking kick kick you know freaking be the shit man like the fuck <laughs> you know we don't we don't need to kill each other and shit like that we don't need to do that every fucking week is a new rapper being killed by another of their peers for what you want to be something, then be something. Don't kill somebody because there's something and you're not. Because guess what? That person will now live in infamy, and now you're even more of a nothing. So how did that work out? Okay, yeah, he's dead, but his music still lives. You know, I like like who was I talking to about before? Like the person who fucking killed Biggie, whatever, or killed Tupac. He must be pissed this shit because we are still listening to both of them till this day and those guys are still getting sampled till this day and he must be pissed cause he ain't well I mean he hasn't been caught yet but still people are still listening to him I mean listening to them and he's like fuck like 40 years later that shit is still playing hard you know what I mean oh, well, not 40 years later like 20, I don't know 25 30 years later that shit is, their music is still going hard and they're probably like, "Fuck, man, that shit didn't work at all." Yeah, and now look at you, still being paranoid that you might get caught any second for something that wasn't even worth it, you know? But whatever, man. Ugh. I mean, that's the end of the episode, but it's not the end. That's not the end of the show. You know what it is? It is the skin deeps. The end. It is the is the skin deeps. The end. Self edition card game, and we are on card number 105. So, 105, let's see what it is. What do I really want to say, but I am hesitant to? And why am I hesitant? Hmm. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, I pretty much said the, the shit that I wanted to say at, per, pertaining to this episode anyway, you know? And that. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. Uh what I really what do I really want to say but I'm hesitant to. Why am I hesitant? Hmm. I mean, yeah, again, I said everything that I need to say in the episode. Now, if we're talking about other shit, you know, again, my crush who's nowhere to be found, um I would really want to confess my crush to her, but, she's gone, so, that's great, (laughs) and, why am I hesitant, because, like, again, I don't want to get my heart hurt, and, it will be, because, my crush is dumb, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm 42 years old, and I can't even fucking, get somebody more, uh, available, there you go, that's a good word, available, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm like, Trying to reach for the fucking stars with this one, and it's like, come on, man, just get somebody down the street or some shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? So, like, yeah, I mean, that can, that's why I'm, uh, that's the reason why I'm so hesitant, because, like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's pretty dumb. (laughs) But, yeah, um, I mean, but that's about it. That is, uh, I mean, but I don't know. Maybe maybe one day, maybe one day I'll say something to her if she ever comes back. But yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to The Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes. Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D, that is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-E-S-T at gmail.com, that is TinkPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.